Welcome back to Throne Hands. It is I, Jacob Janoski. And yes, I did not intend to get, well, I did, but I didn't realize it at the time. I do have a Colby Covington esque haircut. But Breck, how are you doing? Good. You know, um, I don't have a Colby Covington esque haircut, so I think I'm winning, you know? <laughs> you are. But we're going to see who's winning on this fight card. We'll start with the featured prelim Angela Hill versus Ashley Yoder. Um, Hill heavily favored in this fight. She's lost her last two very, very close fights. Uh, one to Michelle Watterson. I, it's slipping my name, the last one. But Oh, uh, I can't uh, hear. Uh, uh, Claudia. Claudia Gadella. Gadella, yeah, yeah. Claudia Gadella. And then Ashley Yoder, an, an, an Iridium sports person. You know, I'm sure we'll get her on the show sometime soon. But interesting fight here. Um, I think Angela Hill gets gets the job done. I think she's going to find her way back into the win column here. Um I don't. I just don't see Yoder standing with Hill. What What are your thoughts on this one? Um, this is the second time they fought. Um, Hill beat Yoder back in 2017. Uh, unanimous decision. And like you said, I I um I think Hill wins this one too. Even though she's lost her last two fights, a lot of people thought she won her last two fights, which would have put her on a five fight win streak. And um, I, I just Angela Hill has just been getting better, you know. Uh, she only started training MMA like I think she was like 29, so she's only been in the game for you know six or seven years compared to other UFC athletes. That's a very short amount of time, and she just looks better and better in each fight. And um, yeah, like you said, uh, on the on the feet, uh, you got to favor Hill for sure. So predictions: I'm taking Hill uh, third round knockout. What do you say? I'll go uh, second round knockout, Hill. Ooh, all right. To the first bout of the main card, we have your boy, Eric Anders. Had him on the show. Really nice guy. Um, he had a bad weight cut last time. He had to pull back out in sometime in November or December, I think. He got a lot of criticism for that. Then we have the dentist, Darren Stewart, who's looking to drill somebody. So this is a good fight. I think this is a great fight to open up the main card with a solid middleweight bout. Two guys on the outside looking in on, of the top 15. Um what did, what's your thoughts on this one? It's a good one. Um, yeah, this is a good one. Uh, Anders is um, two and three in his last five, and Stewart's three and two in his last five. So, you know, pretty pretty even, these guys. Um, it's a good matchup by the bookmakers. And um, I would just have to favor, you know, Stewart in this one, considering how his last loss was a split decision to Kevin Holland, who has turned into a top contender in the division with uh, – five straight um, wins. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I think, I think Stewart takes this one. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm going to stick with my boy, Eric Anders, man. I think he gets done by decision. 
All right, to the next foul bout. Manel Kopp versus Matthias uh, Nikalu. Nikalu, coming back from Brave, um, he, he he got cut from the UFC for some reason or he just left. And then, But Manel Kopp, coming from Ryzen, uh, very, very promising career ahead of him, I think. I went uh, a recent decision loss to Alexandra Pantoja about uh, five weeks ago. So he's coming back quick, and I think Nikalu's trying to get back into it. Good fight here. Um, Nikalu's really interesting. He, he's he good mix of striking and grappling. And Manel Kopp, great striker. This is something to watch out for. This is going to be a lot of fun to watch. What's your thoughts on this one? Uh, yeah, we were talking about it before a little bit, but um, Nikalu was in the UFC after um, competing in the Ultimate Fighter Brazil and then had about two or three fights in the UFC, was released in 2018, fought outside the UFC, and now he's back. Um, like you said, this is a great, great matchup. And uh, you can't really hold it against uh, Kopp in his first fight, losing to a great, like a killer in Alexander Pantoja. So, um, you know, stylistically, this is a really even fight, really good fight. But um, I, I'm going to go with uh, Kopp in this one. I, I think he gets a bounce back win after a, a loss to Pantoja. Yeah, I think so too. Manel Kopp came in late. As late replacement in that fight, if I remember correctly. So this is a great opportunity for him to come in, get a nice win, and just get the ball rolling on his UFC career. But Nikalu's no, no slouch on the ground. I think if this goes to the ground, there's going to be a lot of problems. Oh, shoot. Oh, okay. It's not showing that one. But next up is Jonathan Martinez versus Davy Grant. Interesting fight. I, I, I'm amazed this is on the main card and not Yoder versus Hill. But I digress. Interesting fight for the, for the 35ers. What do you think about this one? Um, yeah, doing the research on this one, um, you know, Martinez is definitely favors of striking with uh, seven KO wins, and, and Grant has eight submission wins. So it's going to be a, a tale of, you know, if uh, Grant can survive on the feet and take him down, you would favor Grant to submit him. But then, you know, Grant's got to survive on the feet and not get knocked out by Martinez. So... It's one of those, you know, interesting matchups. Who wins, the striker or the the grappler? And um, to me, it's pretty even. Uh, both guys have similar records. Um, in their last five, they're both they're both uh, you know above five hundred. But um, I don't know how you feel. I would I would favor Grant in the matchup. Uh, you know, I think Grant's going to know just to avoid striking with Martinez, take him down, and submit him. Yeah, I, I don't think he's gonna, gonna submit him necessarily, but I think he'll try to take control of the octagon real quickly. Keep him on the ground, you know. Yeah, get him on the fence. Uh, don't close the distance quickly because I think Martinez, you know, he he'll, he he has some decent power inside him, so it might take only a couple shots to get him down to the ground. And these odds are terrible. I don't get why Martinez is a minus three thirty five favorite. Terrible odds. Bet bet Grant if you're gonna bet on this fight. I got yeah. uh, Grant by by submission. Yeah, I'm going to go Grant's submission as well. He's got, you know, eight submission wins in his career, and I think he'll add a knife. Yeah, the, the Brit will get it done, mate. So, shout out Matt Drabble. Um, dang, none of, these, none of these fights are pulling up. Okay, Dan Ige versus Gavin Tucker. This is an exciting fight. Gavin Tucker, you know, he has been active the past two years, but this is like his third fight within the past uh, eight months or something like that. He, he's getting back into the game, and Dan Ige – fighting for the first time since he fought Calvin Cater, if I'm not mistaken. So this is something to watch out for. You know, Danny Gay is a great judo judo player. Gavin Tucker has great grappling. If, 
and but they all they both like to strike too. So this is going to be a fight anywhere it go, great fight anywhere it goes. What's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, like I said before, I think this is um, fight of the night. You know, potential. I think this is going to get a bonus for Uncle Dana. But um, like you said, <laughs> anywhere this fight goes is going to be, I think, awesome. It goes to the ground. Both guys are good on the ground, and I mean, in terms of striking. They're both great and both have been, you know, improving in every fight since. Even though Dan Ige lost to Calvin Cater, you know, took a lot of, like, the guy has a great chin, took a lot of shots. And, um, you know, six and one in his last seven. Uh, Gavin Tucker's four and one in his last five. So, like, like, um, like I said, these guys are just getting better and better with more cage time. And, it's so close to call. It's so close to call on this one. I don't know how you feel. Yeah, it's close for me. Uh, and the odds say it itself. It's you know, Danny is negative 152, minus 152, rather. And Tucker's plus 125. So this is a fight to look out for. Uh, and it could be very well be fight of the night. But predictions. This is a big step up for Gavin Tucker. I mean, this is a huge step up for him. If he wins, I mean, I'll, I've always thought he has potential, but, you know, he's always hurt. So if he can avoid injury and win this fight, that'll be great for him. So I'm going to take – but I'm going to take Danny again in this one. I think he gets done by decision. What do you think? Um, Gavin Tucker trains out of uh, Titans MMA. That's the Farasa Hobby Camp, right? Um, I am think I so. Let me look. Am I wrong on that one? Let me see. Um, uh, I don't think so. No, no. Am I wrong? Is this getting Canadian? Tristar. Mix? That's Tristar. Yeah, I was getting the Canadians mixed up there. But um, it's so close to call. But um, I'll go Tucker via split decision. I think it's going to be an unbelievably close fight. I think it's going to be an unbelievable fight in general. All right, good fight here, Misha. Uh, gosh. Kirkunov versus Ryan Spann. Ryan Spann, he's he's a fantastic fighter. Um, he, although he did lose to Johnny Walker, he still does have a lot of potential, I believe, in this division. He's young. He's a decent striker. Yeah, he has submitted people in the past before. Uh, and same same with uh, Kirkunov. They, I think they're both fairly similar. Uh, Spann's a little longer, but I, I think – I'm not saying this will be fight of the night, but I think this will be pretty entertaining no matter where it goes. What do you think? Yeah, um, like you said, Span in his last nine fights is eight and one, and that one loss came to Johnny Walker, who was you know bouncing back off some losses and um, a really you know freak athlete. Johnny Walker is not a bad loss to have, but um, yeah, it's uh, looking into um, Kirkinall was really interesting. Like two and three in his last you know five fights going back to 2017. He lost to one of those losses was to Glover Teixeira. So you're like, oh, that's a good loss. But then he beat Jimmy Crute in 2019, who, you know, we think and a lot of people think Jimmy Crute has a big future in the heavyweight division and, um, or light heavyweight division. Is Jimmy Crute a heavyweight, right? He, um, light heavyweight. Light heavyweight. Light heavyweight. Um, has pulled a, I pulled a Joe Rogan there, you know? <laughs> Jan Blahovich, uh, he fighting middleweight all those years. He fighting middleweight all these years. I never, I never fought. I never fought uh, middleweight, Joe. I never oh. fought middleweight. I was always at ninety three kg. Polish, we don't fight middleweight in Poland. Um, we are all heavyweights. We all chop down trees with fist. Yeah, but um, 
it seems like you know both guys um really if you look in their their wins they both win by submission a lot so i think it'll be pretty even on the ground and i think it'll be who's better on the feet and i think like you said you have to favor span yep all right predictions i think span gets the win here um i th- i got him by submission i'm gonna be honest what do you think I think Kirkenau is really good on the ground, so I don't think he'll submit him. I think Span TKO third round. Ooh, okay. I like it. I like it. All right. Finally, 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 after nearly two years out of the game, Leon Rocky Edwards is back in the game. He was supposed to fight Smish Chemaev, but we got Bilal, remember the name, Muhammad, stepping up. I think this is the perfect fight for Leon Edwards to get back into. Bilal Muhammad is a tough, tough opponent. Great cardio. Uh, Probably second best in the division behind Colby Covington when it comes to cardio. But Leon Edwards, he has bricks for hands. I mean, geez, his proportions aren't crazy, but he'll knock you out. That's all I got to say. But if he has to drag it out, he'll drag it out. Both these guys are complacent with dragging it out. What are your thoughts? Um. Yeah, both guys, this is, a, this is an unbelievable fight, uh, you know, to replace the Chimaya fight, which was also a great fight. But, you know, if this is pretty good considering the circumstances of Chimaya. But, you know, both guys coming off huge um, winning streaks, you know, Edwards' eight fight. Edwards' last loss was to Usman in 2015. Think about that. That's a long time ago. And, I mean, if you watch that fight, he was, you know, doing well in some spots against Usman. So, you could definitely make the case with a win here. Edwards could uh, be entitled um, contention. But like you said, Leon Edwards, I don't, as a fighter, like he's good. Ev- like he's not great in one area, but he's good in every area. You know what I mean? Like he's well-rounded on the ground and striking. And he just puts you in constant pressure. And yeah. in terms of defense, like I, I got a little little nugget here. Second fewest strikes absorbed at welterweight in the whole division. So I mean, he doesn't get hit that much. Like his, you know, his boxing defense is unbelievable. And you know, Bilal Muhammad's got some wins over some. You know, Diego Lima's a good win, but he hasn't fought quite the names that Edwards has fought. So I just think the step up in competition will be a little too much for him, and it's his first uh, main event ever, uh, Muhammad. Yeah, but but. Uh, it's going to be a really close, good fight. Like, I think Bilal Muhammad is improving, too, with each fight. But it's just hard to hard to um, not favor Edwards despite the ring rust. Yeah, it's tough. And, you know, looking at French Montana right there, I mean, uh, who, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> All right. So, Daniel sent over his prediction. He'll be back soon, I'm sure. But he, he got Leon Edwards by KO. Screw it. Ring rust. I'm going Bilal Muhammad by decision. What do you have to say? It's a, it's a gutsy call. I like it. I just think first main event, big step up competition. It'll be close. I'm going to go Edwards split decision. Ooh, that's that's a good one too. I like that. I don't see Edwards knocking him out. I mean, no, it's been... I think it's going to be a close fight. I think it's going to be a close fight. Yeah, I think people are looking over this. It's going to be a really good fight. Like a really good fight. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be fight of the night. I still think Ige Tucker's fight of the night, but you know it's got a it's got a potential to be a good fight. Yeah, it definitely does. All right, to some discussion. Um, 
Tony Ferguson versus Benil Dariush. As Tony, as uh, Joey Diaz would say, that's the fight to make. That's the fight to make. Great fight. Uh, what, what what were your thoughts on this one, man? Yeah, this is um this is an interesting one. Uh, it's definitely the step up in competition that Dariush deserves coming off. I think he's what like a five fight win streak. Yeah, and you just hope that Tony wouldn't fight one of those like you know, top two or three guys in his next fight coming off two really brutal losses. Like mm-hmm. just the damage he took in those last two fights. He just, you wonder if it'll ever be the same, but this is a really interesting fight stylistically. And I don't know how you feel, but like watching, you know, Darius, a lot of the times it reminds you of like a younger Tony Ferguson where he's taking a lot of damage and then he comes back to like knock a guy out. Like you think of that spinning back fist. Yeah. And and that thing against Dracar close. Yeah. Where he, he got rocked and then he rocked close and it spawned that, you know, reaction from DC and Rogan and Anik. That's legendary. But, um, (laughs) it's just, it's a really interesting fight. Um, I just, I really hope Tony gets the win. I just, we, it's the fact that Tony Ferguson took the, Justin Gaethje fight when he really didn't have to. He could have just waited for Khabib, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it kind of, you know, sidetracked his his championship belt, you know what I mean? It's yeah. Just, I really hope Tony can look better in this fight. I don't know, like, I hope Tony is training, like, more defensively in his camp, you know? Like, yeah. he's taken so much shots over the years. That was always his thing. Like, I could eat all these shots and still – knock you out or submit you but it's it's proven to take its toll on yeah and i you know see a you know revamped fighter yeah and i just hope tony doesn't go bald for this fight because that was kind of freaky yeah i mean he, he looked like he, from, he was from it's another still, planet it still amazes me in his last two fights like the damage he took from gaethje was amazing but the arm bar is the more amazing like 99 people out of 100 tap you know I, mean? I think I think that's a bigger nine hundred and ninety nine people out of a thousand people tap. It could even be more. It could be like you know what I mean, like nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine people out of ten thousand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A little Django there. Um, <laughs> Django, um, Django reference. If you know if if you know what I'm talking about, but um, uh, yeah, it's 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 a really good fight by the bookmakers, and I think what's Darius ranked uh, after his last couple of nine? Points? I think nine. Yeah, it's a, it's a good spot for Tony. It's it's good that they didn't give him a top three or four guy right away. Yeah, for sure. Although I, I do wish Tony Ferguson would have waited. Ooh, okay. I, I'm so MMA Junkie finally brought back the matchup wire. Oh yeah. So we got Jared Gooden versus Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov at two sixty. That's a good one. Damn. How about um? We got the PFL lineup for the first one for the week oh, yeah. three. Yeah. We got Verdun versus Fajeda, Harrison versus Morais, um, Azia versus Mo- Moil, Fabian versus Sanchez. That's a good main card. Yeah, it is. Also, um, what we could uh, talk about uh, Kyle Dawkins. Do you see that fight got booked against? Uh, I can't even pronounce that guy's name. That is a ridiculous name. He's fighting a bear. If you look, the guy is like a, a bear. Oh, let me look. I just found this out the other day. Um, Zabit's brother is exactly my age. Really? 
yeah it, it was it was kind of interesting oh oh uh aliashkab uh kazirov yeah bro that guy is scary looking bro that dude is big he's a bear bro that guy that's that's an interesting fight he he looks like my uh friend's boyfriend that's kind of freaky <laughs> um I, I was sad when I saw that Paul Craig and Jamal Hill were taken off. Yeah, yeah, that was a sad, sad news. Jamal love, Hill got love, a lot of potential in this division. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love Paul Craig, though, the bear Jew. <laughs> I don't know if you saw, too, like the uh, – on Twitter, I put it in, like, Jamal Hill put, like, a Photoshop of William Wallace getting, like, decapitated, and it was Paul Craig on the bottom and yeah. Jamal Hill's on the sword. That was, that Wasn't that a Braveheart reference? Yeah, the good Braveheart reference by Jamal Hill. Uh, the, the the bear Jew. That's hilarious. Um, ooh, Rob is fighting Cody Stamen. That's a good one. Yes. That's a yeah, very I'm a big, good fight. I'm a big Marab guy. You know, he fights out of the Saralongo. Well, now it's just a Longo camp because Matt Sarah's done. But uh, yeah, I don't know how you feel about all that but like the more time goes on i'm getting a little more upset with aljamain sterling yeah like why don't you want matt sarah in your corner he's been in all your corners like your whole you know what i mean like and he was in the corner up until like a few weeks before and then he said you're not in the corner so what's up with that that's a little I don't know, man. the belt should be vacated and they should do a rematch for the belt yeah i'm kind of on that you know it's interesting Ooh, Joel Alvarez versus Christos Yagos. That's a pretty good fight. Yep, yep. So Christos Yagos has fought both Herbert Burns and what's his face? Uh, Charles Oliveira before they be and lost to both of them before they became like big. Like what what a what a run. What a run. Oh, one has an empower all women's card. Like an all women's card. I think it's the uh Adam Waite uh Grand Prix. And then the strawweight title. So that's going to be a good one. Oh, Sean Woodson, Yusuf Salal. Great fight. Great fight right there. Um, what else we got? Uh, Derek Lewis is going to wait for Gone. Well, he wants to fight Gone, I guess. <clears throat> I, don't love you- that. I, don't, I know Derek Lewis is um, awesome. He just knocks everybody out. But I don't love that fight stylistically with Derek Lewis. I don't like any of the fights stylistically ahead of him in the, in the division. <clears throat> no. Um, it's funny. Like the one, like the Ngannou rematch is obviously down the, the road, which is something we want to see. But I think that could actually be a good matchup for him because if, you know, whoever lands first could, you know, win. Die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> whoever lands first head is rolling into next week. Murder. And murder. That's that's what Derek Lewis fights are like, you know. There's just like it's like watching an Amanda Nunes fight. Murder. What's what, who is calling out Nunes this week? Uh, Julia. Oh, Juliana Pena. Juliana Pena. Oh my God! Like she had like she cut a great promo about like why she should fight, and she's like, I'll just out wrestle her. It's like, okay, we'll, we'll we'll just watch another murder. I loved how she's like she doesn't want to fight me. I'm like yeah, because you're not good. <laughs> Even if you you got subbed by Jermaine Durand to me, 
I know that's a bad loss. Duran Duran is not uh, great, great on the ground. I said, I, I said, so Ariel Hawani interviewed her, and I put down there, if you got subbed by Jermaine Duran, whose grappling is almost purely defensive, I'm not going to take you seriously. <laughs> yeah, it's just like Nunez, Nunez by murder. <laughs> that's what the Nunez fight should be called from now on. It's like it's like watching a young Mike Tyson just go out, go to the ring, knock a guy out in 30 seconds, be done. That's yeah, I can see Bruce Buffer and the winner by murder. <laughs> I want to see Derek Lewis throw up a leg triangle and submit somebody. <laughs> hey, well, I don't know if he. I don't know. Maybe he's got. Maybe he'll surprise us one day with something like that. What if he like I don't know. Freaking Omoplata's uh, Nganu or something. <laughs> That'd be interesting. It's like Derek Lewis is the most baffling MMA. Fo- he like if you showed an MMA purist like MMA like moves and skills being applied to Derek Lewis, it doesn't make sense. Like he's in these horrendous positions where he's <laughs> on the bottom, and all of a sudden he's just like Derek Lewis, get up now, go. But you know what I mean? Like he's like just something was burning up. on the stove, and he just got up. <laughs> He just gets up out of these unbelievably like he's in a he's in a Kimura getting his arm broken and he's like, No, I'll get up. <laughs> gets up and then knocks the guy out. It's unbelievable. Like like when he was fighting Alexia Olenek, Olenek had him in that scarf hold choke and then he just gets up. He just gets up. Like, how do you just get up? You know what I mean? Like unbelievable. Oh, he's so funny. I'd love I'd love to see Derek Lewis pull out a submission sometime. Yeah. A leg triangle would be hilarious. I'm an all-American. Re- I'm an all-American wrestler. <laughs> Dude, but Juliana Pena is also ranked sixth. I know that was um, in a word troubling. You know, it was it was troubling. Like if if uh, Kuniskaya said something, I'd be like, all right, she she fought once for the belt. I maybe she's on two fight one streak, but. Pena, you lost to G- uh, Jermaine Duran to me by submission. <laughs> yeah, it's like like we talked about it last week, but like Nuno Shoshenko is the only the only fight that really draws any you know buzz or, or like, triple C <laughs> or triple C. <laughs> I, 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 I hate how some people are like legitimately saying he need, she needs to fight him, and I'm like that wouldn't go well. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it's interesting though. It's, Did you see the Darren Till interview with Helwani? Yeah, yeah, that was. <laughs> I ain't afraid of no man in this world outside of Yoel Romero. And then he starts immediately going like talking crap on Yoel Romero. Yeah, yeah you know, um, I told my wife my her breast stinks when she punched me, and then she hit me with a straight what? Right? Wait, you have a wife? Yeah, my wife is Mike Petty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's we should probably talk about that. That's a big card for AFC. You know, the first ABC Dude. card was Holloway, you know, Cater, which turned out to be awesome. Fight of the year for me right now. Um, my fight of the year is uh, Rivera and Munoz. It's that's good. Good shout. Um, but Till Vittori is going to be. I don't know how you feel. That's going to be another great fight. This card is nuts. It's a great card. Yeah. You got Mike Petty and Daniel Rodriguez opening up the card. And then you got Ansaroff Dern. That's a good fight. You have Marquez and Alvi. Shout out Julian Marquez. You're my man. Uh, Kyle Dawkins and that bear. But Sadiq Yusuf and Arnold Allen, dude. 
bro. It's just going to the main event quickly is um, it's interesting. Like you could make the case, whoever wins that main event, it, it, real, you know, they're going to get definitely get a number one contender shot against Rob probably, or, you know, if it's bad enough, I think they could get a title shot. Yeah, exactly. If, if Rob Costa doesn't, um, the winner of that doesn't get an immediate title shot. Yeah. You're you, one of these guys definitely will. And then, you know, I've, I've been saying this and it's just like, you look at how Blahovich beat uh, Adesanya. And did you see that thing with Khabib where he's like, you understand why you won? And he's like, wrestling is power. And um, control. It's like, I, I think, but like, I have a friend that I, you know, back home that I talk a lot of MMA with and he, he's Italian. So he always talks up Vittori. And like, it's, that's the game plan to beat Adesanya. And if you look at any guy in the division, like who's a better wrestler, you know, ground and pound style than Vittori. It, I, I don't know yeah. about anybody, you know? No, but you have Darren to, he doesn't want to get on the ground. That's true. He's, you know, he has great takedown defense. He does. More Although time. Bobby Knuckles did take him down. I think, but the striking set that up. Bobby Knuckles came in with a great game plan. That's true. And also Darren, like, tore his knee up with that oblique kick from Robin, like the second round. So yeah, which the takedowns in the later rounds were because of the banged up knee. I hope Darren Till just obliterates Vittori so we can get that title fight between Adesanya and Till. It's it's I'm like Switzerland in this one. I want both guys to win, but you're you're kind of right. I'm favoring Till's just the the, the build up to the fight online alone is worth you know how many pay per view buys. I can't think of the the, fo- the the photoshops that'll come out of Darren Till's oh, Twitter account. Like, people say Izzy's the best. It's not close. Darren Till's the king. <laughs> like, Darren Till, like, his free time is spent on the internet <laughs> just harassing, <laughs> trolling people. It's unbelievable. <laughs> when he, when he, I, to- I showed you the video Monday of uh, him trolling Vittori. Yeah. Uh, with, like, the, the, uh, um, it's a corona. It's a corona. It's a corona. Darren Till, I can't believe he's a. I can't believe he's a dad. That's kind of crazy. I love how he's not afraid of any man but Yoel Romero. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame him. It's so sad that we never got to see it. You know what I mean? You you would have uh, Romero going, Darren, I love you. I love, I love you. you. I mean, see you soon, boy. See you soon, boy. And then, anything in your life you can do, anything. Go. We interviewed. We interviewed. We interviewed the guy who did that interview with Yoel. Dude, I love Phil Murphy. Shout out Phil Murphy, by the way. Who was he like? Just terrified. Oh, we we didn't ask him about it. I'm pissed that we didn't. Come on, that would have been great. You should have asked him how terrified he was when he's doing like the go, go. You know, like the you can achieve anything in life. Like the, the he takes off his glasses and stares like directly into his soul. You're like, that's the most terrifying thing ever. Uh, Daniel and I were talking about this one time. Back alley. Who's the last person you want to see in, from the UFC? That's a good question. I, I probably in Ghana. <laughs> I, Yo Romero for me. Yo Romero, yeah, well, he's not in the UFC now, but you're right. Because Yo Romero is just gonna ankle pick me. <laughs> yeah, Yo Romero's up there. I always wonder too. You know how Yo Romero had that, you know, neck. I think he had a big neck surgery. Mm-hmm. And you just wonder. 
if like because of that he couldn't wrestle as much as he'd like to. Like imagine a prime Yoamaro, like a twenty-seven, because he's like if you look at his career, he only started when he was like thirty-five or whatever. Yeah, or like late thirties. So like, can you imagine a young twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight-year-old Yoamaro? He would have been champ. He would have been champ and ruling for like a decade. Yeah. Because he could have been using his wrestling, you know what I mean, like way more, uh-huh. not relying on just the duty boxing, duty box, you know. But um, oh, like that. <laughs> yeah, bro. Um, I can't wait for the for the Grand Prix in Bellator. Yeah, yeah. that's gonna be awesome. It's just like I get so upset every time I hear the name Bellator. I don't know how you feel. I mean, Scott Coker probably signed that kid who uh who beat up that Oklahoma football player. Yeah, probably five years ago. <laughs> Or that guy who went uh, 0-22 or whatever that was. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, there's some – that's funny you you talking about that, that guy who went 0-22. If you look, there's like um, a thread on Twitter I saw like a week back of like people who got their start in MMA and like their first opponents were like future legends. Like there was a guy who only fought two MMA fights and like – it was like Junior Dos Santos and Alistair over him, and he got no. It was uh, Rampage yeah. and um, Shogun, I think. Yeah, like two. Yeah, like Shogun, who like two legends, two like and and when he fought them, they were in, they were young, they were you know, they had the speed and power. It's like imagine getting into the sport, and your first fight is you know like GSP and Anderson Silva. <laughs> like oh. I don't like this too much. <laughs> I'm trying to find the guy. Um, what, was his, what was his name? Yeah, I can't. I can't think of it all the time. Yeah, I'm finding it right now because now I'm gonna be like, well, oh, one guy. This one guy, Marco Bermudez. It's not the same guy. His only loss, well, his only fight ever was against Quentin. <laughs> yeah, that's. Unfortunate. That's unfortunate. That's the only way to describe Oh, it. here it is. Kenneth Williams. He lost to both Chuck Liddell and Rampage Jackson. Yeah, wow. And that's a prime. That's a fast, fast hands, fast, you know, power puncher Chuck Liddell, not old Chuck Liddell. Like, like Tito Ortiz, three. If you guys, if anybody out there listening doesn't follow Barack, uh, Boracina Depot on Twitter, he is doing the God's work. He posts like Tito Ortiz clips every other day of just Tito Ortiz being, you know, like the mayor and wherever in county in California. Yeah. Or like random Tito clips from the past. And you're just like, Tito Ortiz could possibly be the dumbest human being alive. <laughs> we also, I also want to shout out Mick Dojo on Instagram. <laughs> That's a great, great account. It's like the fake martial artists. Yeah. That will take you down with a stick if you have like a rocket launcher or whatever it is. Great account. Some I, oh I just saw I can't believe I hadn't followed Bohachino Depot yet. Dude, it's one of the best accounts. Just the the Tito Ortiz threads that he posts are unbelievable. Like the Huntington Huntington Beach is the name. Um, like he'll post threads of the Zoom meeting of like the Huntington Beach City Council. And like, it'll just be Tito shouting at like six other board members. It's just, it's so funny. <laughs> Daniel and I thought about doing a breakdown of his first meeting. 
that would that would be great. I would tune in for that. <laughs> but I want, I want, I just want to get back to Darren Till. Like it's so it's so perfect. Like he doesn't tweet much, but what he puts out is fantastic. Yeah, he's he's the best. Like I said, he's the best. Darren Till, I want a shirt. Mm. I need a shirt. Darren, if you're listening. Raw dog. Raw dog. Raw dog. Free sponsor. He'll just sponsor. He'll wear the raw dog apparel every episode. I really, I just really want one. I really want. I can't. So his manager shut it down, apparently. Which stinks. He'll be back. And even when John Anik breathes, he has to announce P3. I'm Odella, the official. Yes. The official drink of the UFC. Official drink of the UFC. Official protein snack. Yes. Uh, oh man. There's something else I wanted to bring up. Like there was something funny that I saw. Oh, do you are you subscribed to Mike Sports on YouTube? Mike Sports. M Y P E. Like they they have some of the best videos on YouTube. It's absolutely hilarious. No, I'm not. Like, let, let me let me let me share some recent uh, titles. Um, <laughs> Tony Ferguson, the philosopher. Piotr Jan being confused. Uh, stuff like that. Uh, Blahovich having Polish power. The greatest MMA minds ever. And it's like Tito Ortiz and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll, I'll text it to you. It, it might be my favorite YouTube channel because it's absolutely hilarious. Dude. Ah, uh, man. Well, I'll, I'll text it to you right now. <laughs>